welcome to another episode of the Tech Investors Podcast. My name is Sohail Ahmed, and today is November the 8th. It has been quite a week with elections, and um, so a lot to talk about. So in today's agenda, what I'd like to do is give you a quick recap of the technology market over the past week and discuss with you one particular stock, as I do every weekend, and that is going to be a new software company that has gone public. And if you recall from my last episode, I even gave you a hint. The company is called Snowflake. And uh, as a follow-up to my conversation with you on Wednesday, it's also going to be um, an interesting way of looking at investing in recently IPO'd companies. Now, but before I uh, begin the podcast, um, I'd like to acknowledge it is Remembrance Sunday. And, um, you know, we'd like to commemorate uh, the sacrifice and the bravery of men and women, uh, not only during the world wars, but throughout time, the people that make sacrifices and stand on our borders and defend uh, the security, safety, and the freedom of nations. So uh, we salute the men and women uh, who have sacrificed their lives and the men and women that continue to sacrifice and defend uh, freedom around the world. Now, last night, Joe Biden made the um, victory speech and after a long election week with a lot of uncertainty and a lot of, um, you know, back and forth in terms of the Democrats, are they winning or the Republicans, the Democratic Party and Joe Biden was able to gain a lead. And um, and now we do have to a certain degree of certainty that Joe Biden will be the next president of the United States. Uh, there is a little bit of contention because Donald Trump, the existing uh, president, is uh, in a way contesting the validity of the uh, results. But we won't get into that. What I'd like to do is talk about how the technology stocks performed, what my expectations are over the next uh, week. And then we're going to do a deep dive into Snowflake and also discuss why, interestingly enough, the Oracle of Omaha, billionaire investor Warren Buffett, who is well known for his value investing, why Berkshire Hathaway has taken a stake in Snowflake, uh, a technology company, uh, or a so-called technology uh, company, which uh, as he is already a significant investor in Apple, and I believe he is, or Berkshire Hathaway is the uh, largest investor and Apple itself is the largest stock position in Warren Buffett's uh, portfolio. So this week we had an enormous rally in the stock market and particularly in the technology sector. So as the market understood and started to um, realize that there is not going to be a decisive win for either the Democrats or the Republicans, and the um, government is going to be relatively balanced and the Democrats will only have one house uh, and they will not have control of the Senate, uh, the market saw this as a very positive news because that means that 
the Democrats will not be able to push through significant corporate tax hikes because they're more likely to be blocked by the Republicans. And, um, and that meant good news. Uh, so there was a bit of uncertainty in terms of who's going to win. But I think what was clear to the market is that there is not going to be any uncertainty in terms of the type of government that we're going to have and the lack of a decisive win by either Trump or the uh, Biden uh, government, the Democratic Democrats, uh, is going to be a positive. So the NASDAQ, which is comprised primarily of the technology stocks, had an enormous rally of 9%. You know, we had NASDAQ just going into the election. It had pulled back from 12,000. Uh, to uh, just above 10,800. So it had, you know, taken a, a bit of a swing. And now this week um, alone, you know, it's gone from uh, just 10,080 to just under 12,000. So it's made that huge move over a week. Now, what am I expecting over the coming week? I think the market is going to uh, stabilize. We'll probably have some side reaction. There will be an attempt by the market uh, to break new highs. Uh, the new high or the um, the all-time high on the NASDAQ is at 12,074, which is, um, you know, the uh, all-time high. And if you look at the chart, which, um, you know, is, is quite remarkable if you look at it going back, um, you know, 20 years, you know, we've had literally the market, if you look at it over a 20-year time period, has gone from about, uh, you know, this year from this uh, March uh, pullback, it has gone vertical, you know, from like 6,600 low, just above 6,600 to 12,000. So the market from the low, the technology and the NASDAQ index has almost doubled from the low in March. Okay, so there is a lot of over buying the markets are overvalued and we've had a conversation on this so you've got to be really selective in the type of companies that you are buying and with that i'd like to introduce you to a software company called uh, snowflake now snowflake recently went public on the new york stock exchange under the ticker snow and it did its ipo in september the ipo was priced at 120 dollars and uh, on the first day of trading, it, it uh, opened, uh, I think it was around 265 or basically, uh, basically it opened at uh, more than double its IPO price. So what does that tell you? That tells you that there's huge demand for the stock and also the investment bankers, perhaps they underpriced the stock. They could have actually priced it around 150 or 180 uh, and gotten more value and gotten more capital for the company. And that's always a, a difficult thing to, to judge. Uh, but I do feel that uh, the investment bankers on that deal didn't do a great job because if you've got a massive move like that, that means you've left a lot of money on the table. So, uh, but what's been interesting is that Snowflake, I'm not an investor in Snowflake yet. It is on my watch list and it has attracted a lot of the smart money. And what really got my attention was that Berkshire Hathaway made an investment in Snowflake. Now they made the investment through the IPO, right? So they bought the shares at $120 per share. 
And uh, so, so whenever I see smart money going into a company, you know, I, I know that there is uh, some value. And the key is that uh, what price am I willing to pay? You know, at 120, if I was able to get into the IPO, that would have been great. But now trading at uh, $265 per share is what the uh, stock closed at on Friday. Is it fair value? Is it overvalued? You know, that is something that I've got to determine. And that's what any uh, tech investor should be uh, concerned about. But first, let's see. Let me share with you what Snowflake does. So Snowflake enables companies to more easily and effectively manage and analyze their cloud-based data. It provides a centralized data storage solution. And the key differentiator that they have is they have a price a model, a pricing model that's similar to a pay-as-you-go. So it enables companies to get started and to be able to scale their data needs as they grow. They only pay for what they need in terms of computing power and data storage, whereas a lot of the other companies will have certain tiers and you have to kind of fit into a tier, which may make it less efficient for companies. Um, and because of that, Snowflake has also been very nimble. Uh, it's reported that their uh, solutions help companies access their data in minutes rather than hours that it can take using some of the other uh, providers. Uh, and who are the providers? Who are the competition to Snowflake? The competition for Snowflake um, are pretty big heavyweights, uh, such as Microsoft, um, even Amazon you know, with, with its AWS uh, cloud uh, solutions. We've got Oracle, we've got SAP, we've even got Google. You know, all of these companies provide cloud uh, data storage and analytical tools. Uh, so the, the additional question that as an investor I will have is, okay, how long or what is preventing Microsoft or Google as an example or Amazon from coming out with a very similar pricing model. And what the product roadmap is and how Snowflake will continue to maintain a competitive advantage against a relatively crowded market. Okay, now having said all of that and realizing that based on the current financial metrics, uh, the stock seems to be overvalued because uh, you know it's trading at a 72 billion valuation uh, and it's got sales of about 400 million they're growing 25% quarter over quarter or over 20%. So the investors are expecting the company to be able to grow into their valuation. Okay. But I'm not going to buy yet. And I'm going to tell you why I'm not going to invest in Snowflake just yet and why it's on my watch list. And maybe in, in the next crash or, or the, the next uh, correction, and if the stock pulls back to perhaps 200 or, uh, you know, I would be looking at it. Here are my reasons. My number one reason is that where is the additional investor demand for the stock going to come from? Because everybody that wanted to get into the stock has pretty much gotten into the stock right now. At the end of the day, you know, stock prices are nothing more than a reflection of the supply and demand of their stock. Okay. Um, so, so that's uh, one of the key reasons. The other key reason that I'm not 
looking at buying Snowflake till they have their earnings announcement, as well as the expiration of their lockup period. Now, this is really important. This is the lesson. If you want to take away anything from today's podcast, this is it. When it comes to investing in companies that have recently completed an IPO. Now, a lockup period is a period where the employees and key investors in the company are prevented from selling their stock during a certain time period after the company goes public. And the reason for this is that they want the regulators and they want to ensure, you know, fair markets. And what they don't want to have is that if a company has a really strong opening, when it goes public, that all the insiders, you know, dump their shares or sell their shares and, and cause volatility or cause the stock to crash. So just think about it. You're an employee of Snowflake. You're an early employee. You're now sitting as uh, a multimillionaire on paper. Okay, you got stock and let's say, uh, you know, when the company began, you got your stock at a dollar. You got, you know, 100,000 or 10,000 shares at a dollar. That $10,000 investment is now worth $2.65 million based on the stock at $265, okay? And uh, so, so you're rich, you're on pay, paper rich, but you know that money is not really in your bank account until you're able to sell the stock and realize the gain, okay? Now, in terms of snow, Snowflake and ticker Snow, um, as an employee, you know, having seen the stock rise so dramatically, or even as a, an investor, I would probably want to reduce my exposure cash in. And when the lockup period expires, especially in this situation where the stock is way above its IPO price, you are going to get a lot of employees and investors that were restricted from selling due to the lockup period, will come to the market and sell. And they are able to, employees uh, in general, are able to sell about 25% of their holdings. So they can't just dump you know, their, their whole positions. So the, the lockup period uh, usually will be, as an example, depending on uh, if it's employees, investors, or founders, the lockup period can range over a year to two years where the investor is restricted uh, from selling all their shares, so they are allowed to sell over a period of time. So in this case, in Snowflake's case, the employees are able to sell 25% of their shares um, every quarter. And that period, that day is December 16th. And that's when the lockup exp uh, expires. So that means after December 16th, I can sell 25% of my shares in the company and, and realize that gain. Now, rationally thinking, what's going to happen? You know, I'm expecting some downside pricing pressure probably uh, from December 16th till the end of the year. It may, people may want to push back. Uh, they may want to defer the sale of the stock till January if they're looking at, uh, you know, deferring any um, income taxes that may be due on the sale. Because remember, in terms of taxation, uh, you are not taxed on your shares or your investment holdings until you sell the shares and realize a profit. 
So if your tax year end is December 31st, you know, you may not want to sell it uh, and just hold off till January. So that way you can get a deferral on that tax that you have to pay on the sale of those shares for a whole year. So I'm, I'm thinking there's going to be a little bit of selling pressure, perhaps in uh, mid-December to the end of the year, but then there will be more selling pressure come January 2021. Okay, now this is all dependent on how the earnings are as well and how the overall market and how uh, risk tolerant uh, the market is. Okay, now what I do like about Snowflake is that a lot of smart money, as I mentioned, has uh, participated. So Berkshire Hathaway is an example, uh, which uh, you know manages hundreds of billions, took a, a 250 million dollar stake in Snowflake even before it went public. Okay, and then at the IPO price of 120, almost doubled their investment and made another 485 million dollar investment in Snowflake, and uh, has a book value of about 735 million. Okay, uh, and they've also got uh, you know some of their early venture capital backers did acquire more shares at the IPO, uh, and even Salesforce, which is the CRM company, participated in the IPO and has 250 million uh, investment in the company. Uh, so there are a lot of uh, people who are backing this. Is it? Um, Good value right now is hard for us to say, but again, I'm not in a rush. You know, I'd like to watch. There's no need for you to rush into it unless, you know, the stock falls, you know, 50% over some short-term uh, impact or, or some kind of news, which may give you an opportunity to acquire the shares. You only want to uh, be in an urgency to buy something if it is on sale, because that means that period will be for a very short period of time, right? So the March lows, when we had that, you know, the news of COVID and the lockdowns and the market crashed, you know, that was the time to buy. When Apple was trading at around $60 a share, you know, that's when you get greedy. Not now when Apple's trading at, you know, just under $120 uh, a share. Right. So, um, you know, you buy and you get greedy when others are fearful. And this is uh, quoting uh, Warren Buffett. Uh, you get greedy. When others are fearful. And you get fearful when others are greedy. And this is very difficult to do because it, it you know, it, it kind of goes against uh, nature. You know, when everybody's running to the hills and everybody's scared and, uh, you know, there is uh, mania or panic. It's very difficult to stay uh, in control and not get caught up in that panic, right? And likewise, when the party is, is strong and, and everybody's happy and, uh, you know, the punch bowl is being passed around, it's very hard to be disciplined and not get caught up, right? So that's, a, you know, a great lesson. And I, I, I trust this podcast was helpful for you and it helped you understand the position, my position on Snowflake and some of the things that you need to think about and a few key dates. So. Keep in mind December 16th, uh, their earnings are at the beginning of December. So let's keep an eye on it and we can maybe circle back in, in January and see how it's coming along. Uh, if you have any particular stocks, any technology stocks that you would like me to, um, you know, dig deep into, do a deep dive and have a conversation about, please share it in comments or send me a direct message. I'd be happy to do that.
Remember to invest wisely, stay safe, and God bless. Important disclaimer to keep the lawyers and the regulators happy. This podcast is for informational purposes only and is not financial or investment advice. Capital is at risk when investing in technology companies. Please consult with a registered financial advisor in your jurisdiction.